0: Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco.
1: Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. We kick off week five. The Bears did with a win. For the first time in almost a calendar year, the Bears win on Thursday night football. I guess they only win in primetime. Thursday night, Monday night, whatever it is, it was impressive to watch. Uh, Mikey, we welcome everyone in. And the Bears uh, win big, win easy. They cover. The game goes over. The first half went over. So uh, hopefully people were able to take advantage of some of the opportunities last night. It was just nice to see a smooth, functional offense that looked the part in 2023 last night. Well, it's great that was not nice. to
2: get a glare from you in the kitchen when we're getting coffee after right? a loss. I mean, you know, we talk. Hi, Carm. I'm in a great mood, Mike. How about you? <laughs> the past couple weeks been a little tense. We had a couple scraps on the air. I know. You know, the coffee hasn't been that good. I mean, no, it's beautiful, Carm. Hi, everybody. Great to talk to everybody. My buddy, Carm, here Eric, Eric Ostrowski. Who else is with us Chris today? is
1: with us today. Chris Black, Chris the one Black. and only.
2: The best in the business. I saw him. Uh, well, uh, well, wait a minute. I saw him on a clip the other day talking to Eddie Jackson, and I. Oh yeah. I, it was the first time I seen Eddie in three weeks, so I, I want to thank Chris for bringing him <laughs> out of the woods for God's sake. Uh, but it was an encouraging thing for the Bears. It was unbelievable that uh, the way they played. I'm going to start calling uh, Justin Field the Bad Bomber. Because uh, if he throws a couple long passes and we can connect, we got a shot. If he's got to go downfield, you better have a running game, and I'll talk to Carm about that in a minute because he called a good one last week. But when you're, you got to make Justin Field try to go 13, 14 plays down the field. Because if you do, I gave him. A B last night, Carm. I would have given him an A if that short pass didn't almost cripple Herbert. And if if he didn't throw the wrong way to Mooney on the first pass. First pass was a bad one. I agree. So his accuracy is still to be questioned. That being said, he got the job done. We put up 40 points. D.J. Moore had a kid benched, a rookie, who I take on our team in a heartbeat because he's a gambler. He's got to learn to play the game. But why would Rivera put a guy one-on-one on one who's a rookie on DJ Moore who got scorched for 197 yards last week. The whole game plan, a lot of people are blaming Washington today, Carm. They're not giving the Bears as much credit as I
0: think they deserve.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I thought there was a lot that was good about that. And, I yeah, you, you could look at Washington and certainly nitpick some things. Oh, That's always God. the case. I get it. Um, but I thought the Bears did a lot of good things from the play-calling standpoint, uh, the aggressiveness, going down the field, pushing the ball down the field, looking for explosives in the first half, getting those chunk plays. The Bears got points on all five of their possessions in the first half. That's a beautiful thing. And that is, you can't just say that's only Washington's fault or that's because of Washington. I think you're right. The Bears did a lot of good things, especially in that first 30 minutes. They took the ball away. They finally pressured a quarterback. Uh, like it was all good. And maybe they did it, uh, you know, for maybe we should have known it was coming when we got news that the great Dick Butkus passed. They did it for Dick Butkus, but it was, uh, I'm sure he would have been proud of that effort last night.
2: I uh, got the news about an hour and a half before I'm going to be straight up with people. I talked to a couple of my buddies today. We all knew him uh, through what I was doing on the radio in the 90s. I got to meet him mm-hmm. when he did our shows. Uh, I, I cried last night. I'm, I'm sorry. And my buddy goes, why did a tear in my eye? I go, you had more than a tear in your eye. We went to every one of his games. I never missed a game he was in, hmm. uh, either in person. I'm not one of those guys, and no offense to the people under 35 or 40 who never saw him but see him on video. I saw him miss tackles. I saw him, though, plug up on fourth and two, uh, you know, kill a guy after one yard. I saw him uh, intercept 22 passes. That's amazing. I saw him with 59 turnovers. I saw him take a guy, pick him up. His legs were still spinning like he was in a cartoon for the Cleveland Browns' Ron Johnson and plant him and put him out for two weeks. We loved this guy. He was an animal, uh, as Deacon Jones said, um, a controlled animal, uh, who everybody was terrified of. Doug Buffon, who I worked with. I mean, I met both these guys as a kid, shaking their hands, waiting for him to come out of the games, 1965, 66, Buffon comes to the team. I end up working with them in, in the 90s. That's how small this world is. Doug told me, but he'd hear butt get so Doug had a guy by the ankle, he'd hear him come and hold him up. Oh, God. Hold him up. (laughs) I mean, drilling people. If you seen it, there's nothing. But, yeah. Well, and it's a shame because that's when the game was the best to me. 60s, 70s, and 80s started to change. Now you hit a guy one foot out of bounds. They flag him, oh, throw yeah. him out of the game. It's ridiculous. But uh, people can overcorrect sometimes. I like somewhere in the middle, but Butkus was the greatest. And he came to play every game, gave 150%. And I got to believe maybe the light shined a little bit. I yes. don't believe in all that, but come on now. It had to. I did a video. <laughs> Last night I was almost <laughs> crying while I was doing. It. I, I go know. if they're going to win, they're going to win tonight.
1: There you go, and it. Uh, you're you're right. You what mentioned. How do you give uh, Fields? Uh,
2: I give him. I that give was him a pretty a
1: strong performance. B plus, A minus. Yeah, I, I thought like did he miss a couple of throws? Yeah, yeah, I thought there were two misses. There were two to Mooney in the first half that I, didn't I think stand him. out, but other than last that
2: week, I should have given him an A, but because of Ibrahul's putting him in a bad position. I gave him a C plus. I watched Amazon last night. They opened the thing up like with all stats. They failed to bring that up and then L. Michaels comes up. He goes, He had a great game, but he threw an interception and fumbled in a crucial time, which was yeah. accurate. Yeah. So I only gave him a C plus, but you know what I gave everybody on the team last week? Everybody else, including the coaching staff and that. Yeah. So Justin Fields stood up above the rest last week, and he did a good job yesterday. And let's hope he can build on it.
1: Bears have this little mini-buy now. You know, they've got uh, the extra time to prepare for the Vikings at home next Sunday. Look ahead line has the Bears as a four-and-a-half-point underdog. And that division game, when you think about the way they've played here the last couple of weeks and how crisp the offense has looked, it'll be... But why does int- it
2: look crisp? And that's what people are, are saying today. Washington, for Ron Rivera at halftime to say, I didn't talk to my team. They put it on themselves. Here's a guy that's good worth, bought a team worth $6 billion and years as coach say that at halftime. I didn't say anything to my team. It's up to them. And, you know, Riverboat Ron might be in trouble down there. And, I, and and the week before, it's a joke, Carm. That, that we lost to Denver, we should really be 2-3. and three. Well, there's so, no doubt they let you know, one get right? away last
1: week. There's no question. We gave that I mean, game
2: away, and I was sort of worried at halftime last night, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. I was afraid maybe a team could come back on us, but... Uh, that wasn't the case. We got it
1: out okay. Yeah, Bears win, uh, and they do it in pretty commanding fashion yes, against the commanders, so it was nice. Ooh, I
2: like that. Yeah, you like that? How that
1: just <laughs> uh, that sort of – I didn't know I wasn't even going for that, but it just sort of worked. That's so just,
2: Hey, you're like, hey, come on now. It's, you're natural.
1: The rest of uh, the week five slate, we'll work through as many games as we can with everybody as always, a couple of good college games as well. We got another London game, actually, that's a pretty good one. So you know it'll what, be – 830 in the morning? Yeah, it'll be one of the standalone games. The Jags have stayed over – uh, in England, and this will be the first time I think a team plays back-to-back weeks like this. They stayed the Bills I was there
2: for ten days. I wanted to I wanted to strangle myself after the eighth day and go home. <laughs> well, my eight days is a long time. Oh my God! Uh,
1: Bills flew over, obviously uh, this uh, late this week. The Bills are a five and a half point favorite as the home team against the Jags from Tottenham Stadium. Boy, Josh Allen has looked absolutely fantastic, absolutely. Mike. These uh, Since that, if you want to call it a clunker, and I guess we can call it that, there are high expectations for the Bills since that clunker in the opener uh, in that game against the Jets, and he did not play well in that game. He's been fantastic. Well, how about
2: Jacksonville being a clunker? Yeah, they've been a little bit of a weird so a team, too. A little bit of, I mean, people were touting them at the beginning of the season. I know. They seem like they're pretty normal to me right now. They do. I
1: think their defense has improved, which is good for them. Jags' defense is in the top ten in dropback EPA. Seventh best coverage grade from PFF. They're going to need to be at their best against Josh Allen and this Bills offense. Because you want to talk about an offense that's humming right now. That is... Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen and company, because they look absolutely fantastic these last couple. I mean, they've put it on three straight opponents. I'm looking forward to this game. I think that'll be a good one in the yep. standalone window early on Sunday. Slight lean for me would be towards the Jags here getting the points, but it's kind of in that no man's land yeah, at no five and a man. half.
2: Yeah, Buffalo, you know what? Buffalo could win by three, to ja- but Jacksonville is of concern. But I think some people think that Jacksonville might be on the... Uh, uh, might be starting to get on the roll. I don't buy it. I would probably lean maybe Buffalo, but this is a no play.
1: Yeah, no play in that. Uh, I don't like those four, five, five and a half uh, point. Uh, those are that that five and a half points kind of in no man's land for me, uh, especially when you're taking points. All right, we got more games to talk about. We're going to get Luke Pergandy coming up here in just a few. We'll talk about what's hot at Prop Swap. Hey, we made money on the Phillies last year in the playoffs. We're gonna maybe try to do it again with the Twins. We put a twenty to one bet, uh, twenty to one bet down on the Twins to win the World Series. I had a hot
2: week, Carm. I mean, I had Texas. You know, Texas has been so good to me all year. Yes, I had. I just said I'm taking Texas. Bing, bang, boom.
1: Good, done, perfect. Yeah. So we'll talk to Luke coming up. We'll get some ponies from Jim Miller later on, and we'll give you our best plays. So don't go anywhere, folks. we got a lot to do. We're just getting warmed up here. We are The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino.
0: This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000.
1: Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It is Mike North of Carmen with you, as always. Catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. Another app you better have on your smartphone, the PropSwap app. It's free and easy to use. You can also go to the website, PropSwap.com, but to uh, bring us up to speed on all the latest tickets and all the ways you can make some money this weekend and beyond, we bring in one of the founding members and one of our favorite guests, Luke Pergandy.
2: Oh, everything's good
3: Hey, guys. Pop. What's oh, up, up buddy? Luke?
1: How are you? We're doing great. Bears win. Uh, Playoffs uh, are rolling here for Major League Baseball. Uh, People know we've talked about it a lot and cashed in on our Phillies ticket a year ago. We didn't back the Phil's again this time at about 12 or 13 to 1. Instead, we went with the Minnesota Twins at 20 to 1. Mm-hmm. They're down to 10 to 1. But uh, what is the, the hot, sexy team if you can identify one? Again, maybe a team with the longer odds as we roll into October now. If you had one of those Baltimore tickets from earlier this season, God bless you. They're down to like 6 to 1. But where's uh, a lot of the action uh, right now with the baseball playoffs in full swing, Luke?
3: Yeah, so the Rangers and the O's, I would say, are the two teams that have been conducive for off the most. Of course, they play each other, so one of those two teams will not be advancing. Yep. Uh, both of those two teams were each at 100-to-1 odds or greater. Um, so we got a ticket posted yesterday. This customer, $100 on the Rangers at 50-to-1, That with cash for 20000 if the Rangers win, he's got it up for two thousand dollars. So to turn, he can turn four hundred into two thousand. Great, and then the buyer can get around nine to one odds, which is much better than the market. You can find them at six to one at oh, some yeah. books. I
2: tell you what, the only thing, the only team that hurt me, Luke, was Miami. I went with them, but I also went with Texas right off the bat, and I took Arizona. want to find out about the Arizona tickets. You knock off Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I know that they had an injury, but you had Peralta, you had Burns. Okay, Pretty good ball club, console under fire. He doesn't play the game, but I want to find out where people, I mean, they're ranking them low right now mm-hmm. as far as getting out and, and getting into the, pennant, uh, the, to the World Series, and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, they just beat one of the favorites of the World Series. How's Arizona action right now?
3: Yeah, so they are last odds-wise. They're around 14 to 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you, Mike. I think it's worth a stab. Yep. Um, their series price has kind of been jumping around. They opened it around plus 220, at, uh, plus 185, uh, just Arizona to win that series. So I agree. I think it's worth a stab. It looks great in that Milwaukee series, and to do it in Milwaukee, too.
1: I got the, they got a, a bunch yep. of guys that are just, you know, you got, like, this young, hungry team. They can Love hit their the ball manager. out of the ballpark. I like the manager.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, still wonder about, like, the very top end outside of Gallen. But, hey, they uh, that was impressive the way they were able to come back in both those games. Beating Burns in the first game was huge because yep. it's allowed them to save Gallen for the second game, and and they got some distance out of Gallon. after And if a little you bit had Toronto, how
2: mad are you? Oh. I mean, the the whole thing, burials the whole deal pulling them, you have to think the manager had money on the under innings. Well, this is outs. just,
1: that's a total analytic play, and this is where sometimes Ridiculous. I get it. Analytics can run amok. Like, I get it, and I'm a huge analytic guy, but oh. these are sometimes, like, the unintended consequences of all of it, right, and where it runs amok. And I think Michael K and A-Rod even said it on the broadcast. It almost felt great. like... It almost felt like that was the decision that they made the night before, no matter what, and that was it. And and you know, it it, it probably came back to bite them a little bit. Oh, yeah. of course it did. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's
3: That's a good, good point. point. Yeah. That, probably, that probably was pre decided. Yeah,
1: it was probably totally um, pre decided.
3: One uh one last bet we saw. So this is a free bet. So people ask us like, you know, I I had this mobile bet, but it was a free bet that the sports books would give out. Can I sell this on Prop It is nuanced, but reach out to us, and there are ways where people can sell these bets because cash out uh, where the books buy the sports bet back is not offered on bets. That's only offered on paid bets. This customer bet twenty five dollars on a free bet. He bet Mahomes to win MVP last season. That of course won. He bet UConn to win the college basketball championship. Oh that man. of course won. He now needs the Braves to turn a twenty five dollar free bet into eleven grand.
1: That's so, awesome.
3: The yeah. question is you either let it ride at the free bet or you can sell it on prop three K. I so sell it on Prop Swap. I, 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 I'd sell it. I mean for 3K, <laughs> bet, like three K yeah, come yeah, on. That's a vacation. Yes, it I'm
2: selling it on prop Swap because I don't think the Braves are getting out.
1: That, I don't. I, well, listen, it's baseball. We know That's how crazy right. it is. I think you got to sell it. You got
2: to sell it. It's don't baseball. even think. This ain't the 85 Bears. No, this think, is a game of baseball.
1: I think you got to sell it. Yep. Uh, yep. Luke, awesome stuff, brother. Good we appreciate stuff, it pal. as always, and we'll talk again next week.
3: Thanks, guys. Have a good week. All right, buddy. We'll see okay, you. There it is. The Luke Brigandi on
1: the Car X Tire wow. Auto Guest Hotline. Yeah, it's baseball. It's wild. You never know. Look, the Phillies could beat the Braves. Oh, I my mean, God. They could. The Phillies are capable. And if the Phillies.
2: Nola looked good.
1: If the Philly, yes, he did. If
2: he pitches at yes, home, they're did. good. If he goes on the road, he gets murdered.
1: Well, like you said, if they could steal one down there, yes, that's it. the key for the Phillies. Because right now, that ball—I don't think anybody wants to go into that ballpark and play. That ballpark is rocking. It was all last year through the playoffs. It was in a, in a live, electric atmosphere in there those last Charm, couple of nights.
2: Can I bring up something with you? Yes, the burial situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I look. I, Ferdy Jenkins had. T- 28 and 31 complete games two years in a row. You're pulling a guy with 47 pitches. You're not playing the Deerfield Raiders with Merkin, okay with the kid pitch count with the kids, which I was appalled by. my kids would throw 100 pitches. They'd be conditioned that way and then I'd be fired. but that's beside <laughs> the the parents would get rid of me. but after 40 a grown ass man, 47 pitches and I know he walked the guy, but that was a you know what that reminded me of the Oakland series with the White Sox. When our manager, who was our manager then,
1: it was uh, it was Ricky.
2: Ricky yeah, went out to, went out to get the pitcher. Panic! It seemed like a oh, panic. Was that crochet,
1: move. was that when uh, was that was it? Crochet? Who was it?
2: It might have been. He ran out of the deck. dugout going, "Oh my god, somebody got up!" I think
1: Crochet started that game, wasn't it? And they yeah. took him out early. I think, if I'm I remembering think that's correctly, that's
2: what happened. And to me. Barrios is a good pitcher. The way that he was dealing, I'm going, wow. And for the people that had over 16 outs or something at the prop bets. Oh, Oh, my God. You imagine that's where the gambling bites. It's a manager's decision. Or like you said, a good corporate office
1: decision. I think that's what it was. But where I
2: want to compliment you on is something that happened last week. You know what happened last week? What happened last week? Well, we gave out some winners. I don't know what happened last week. Chubb. We talked about Nick Chubb. And you said, in a side thing, and I didn't hear it at first, you brought up Herbert. Mm. I was going to say something today about Herbert. You can't compare the two. And then I watched Herbert last night. And then I said, Carmen and I both made our points. Carmen said, this guy's a 5 yard a carry guy, period. And he he was going to have seven, eight yards. And I made my point. You're going to miss a guy that averages five yards a carry when he gets hurt. So let's not hope he's out for next week. Have you heard
1: anything? Uh, I have, I, he said after the game, Khalil Herbert said he's okay, and they have extra time, which should be good. Boy, he's, he
2: came in and he went down right away. Yeah, yeah. Pick, that, he, came, he
1: tried to gut it out, but you could tell that that looked like was That was a, a good paid.
2: call, Carm. Career,
1: Khalil Herbert uh, in his career as over five yards unbelievable a carry.
2: Unbelievable call by you.
1: So far this year, he leads the NFL in yards after first contact. That was he's, just un- a,
2: he's good. You brought it up last week. I go, come on, Carm. I was going to say today. You can't come. But I'm a man of. of, of I there can't, we go. See? I'm telling you right to your face. I love you, it. You made a great call.
1: I love yeah, it. Well, thank you. Let's look welcome. at some of the other Week Five action, Mikey. Texans, Falcons. How about the Texans? No, I mean, They're wow. Making, how
2: about is that kid an Ohio State quarterback? There we go. I mean, look I out a, now after nine. I look guess out.
1: Ohio State quarterbacks can play. Maybe. Oh my
2: God, Schleister! I go through the whole thing. You know what I mean? I go from Schleister all the way. Rex turned. Oh, I can name them all from back in the sixties. Got just fail, and then this kid gets the jay like them. Big time,
1: very, don't you? very impressive. I mean, doing it right now behind a makeshift offensive line that appears to be getting a little healthier, so that's good news. As and they Bryce go on the Young road, Bryce Young
2: looks like not Bryce that Bryce Young much. does not look good. No, you know? uh, so
1: the Texans are on the road in Atlanta. Atlanta mm-hmm. coming off of the London trip, scoring just seven points last week. That offense really stinks. I, I like Desmond Ritter in college. I really did. I'm All cheering right. for the kid, but I don't know that Desmond Ritter can do it at this level. But the Falcons are the favorites. Some money has come in on the Texans, driving this now a little bit closer to one. We're looking at one and a half. Maybe you can still find some twos out there, but a lot of one and a halves in the market right now. They just can't get any sort of passing attack going in Atlanta. They're thirty-first in dropback EPA, better only than the lowly Giants. Um, you know, can their ground game keep a minute? Maybe, but. I'll tell you, that Texans team right now, you want to talk about a team that's looking feisty and competitive? That's that Texans yeah, team.
2: Yeah, I'd probably lean Atlanta because uh, it's almost a picket game. It is almost a pick at this point, It's yeah. almost a picket game, Carm. I understand what you're saying. This is why, and I guess everything's back to normal. We don't need Caleb Williams, Deion Sanders, anything that we needed over the past three weeks here at Bear Camp. I, I console people on Caleb Williams. I watched that game last week
1: six touchdowns.
2: He's not going to have six seconds to pass. No,
1: of course not. He's
2: not going to have guys 10 yards open. He's not going to be playing the Colorado defense. And I would ask every one of you, I don't have time now to pick out the Sanchez's, the Barclays, the Sean Salisbury's, the Liners, the many quarterbacks that were predicted to be all that. There's as many at USC that failed as there are at Ohio State that have failed. So remember, when you get a quarterback of Caleb Williams you got to know in your gut is he going to be able to get the rid of the ball within 2.5 to 3 seconds or is he used to having all these people I watched it Carb six touchdowns and they yeah. how many were difficult I mean
1: it's the case with a lot of these kids sometimes when right. they're playing at schools like Ohio State or USC then or they Alabama come to, the, to
2: a team yeah. like the Bears and they go oh my god what is this they're coming at me you know
1: you've got to do the deep dive That's into looking right. at Caleb Williams' ability to process. Now, I think he can. I think he'll be pretty good, but it's always a question. You're right. How There's about no
2: they oh, had him man. as a bomb, and this guy hasn't lost a game that, pimp that plays a full game.
1: He hasn't lost a
2: game. He hasn't lost a game, he, and he was Mr. Irrelevant. Crazy.
1: Let's talk about that game coming up next. Okay. Let's do that. We'll jump in with the Sunday nighter. That'll be a good way to continue to work through the board uh, in week five. couple college games that we'll talk about, including Red River this weekend. So don't go anywhere. We're good coming movie. right back. We are the odds couple <laughs> presented by Circa
0: Resort <laughs> and Casino. <laughs> This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
1: Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circus Resort and Casino. Mike Carmen with you. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. All right, so the rest of week five, let's uh, get through some more of these games. And we tease this going into the break. Cowboys at the 49ers. This should be spectacular. 49ers at home as uh, we are doing the podcast laying four. Total in the game is 45. Dallas a very strong 6-4 and against the number. 5-5 and straight up in its last ten games as an underdog. Nothing but lopsided games so far for the Cowboys. Three wins. Kind of an ops, uh, lopsided loss where things got away from him a couple of weeks ago in Arizona. This one I don't expect to be too lopsided. Uh, one thing that is maybe a little surprising, as good as the 49ers have been, and they've been impressive uh, with this perfect start, but the defense, specifically the run defense, hasn't been that good, Mike. San Francisco is 29th in defensive rushing success rate, 28th in rush EPA. On early downs in the first three quarters of games this year, the Cowboys thrive running the football that's a top 10 rushing attack top 10 in offensive rushing epa uh, per play top 10 in rushing success rate i think this is going to be a close one and i think the cowboys can really stay within this number this week
2: i'm not sure about that but i do know this you're right about the fact that you know here here's what's got to happen i think the quarterback i think dak has got to run a little bit in this game i think what that part of the running attack is when Dak starts to run a little bit not to get crazy just to keep the other team off balance Mm -hmm. and opens things up for him, opens things up for the running backs. Um, I would lean Dallas because of the points, but I'm a McCaffrey guy. I can't believe that San Francisco got him. Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the way this whole thing transpired, I think I always compare it to when Sale left the White Sox and went to Boston. That was the final piece that they needed to go to the World Series. I say this. How do you give a kid like that away? I don't care what for draft picks or what have you. I think it's made San Francisco's team. It's made their quarterbacks better because he is the ultimate pass-receiving running back in football.
1: He is something. Last week was pretty special. And Mike said it in our last segment. Yeah, Mike said in our last segment. I mean, Brock Purdy, when he starts and finishes, oh. he hasn't lost yet. I mean, it, it's
2: if he plays over like uh, if he gets into the fourth quarter, it's over. I mean, you know,
1: he hasn't he hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. He leads the league. In uh, adjusted yards gained per pass attempt, he leads the league in quarterback rating. He leads the league in QBR. I think he's either one or two. I'd have to double check. I think he's one, uh, just ahead of Josh Allen in EPA per play through the four weeks of the season. I, it's just it's it's remarkable, and that offense just hums. You know, the, against this Dallas defense. Uh, I think that'll be a treat. I do. I think this will be a good game. I hope it is, and I, I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout here one way or another. This should be a good game on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and then I got uh, this game that I'm interested in because right now they're howling at Pittsburgh to get rid of their starting quarterback who's averaging 15 points a game. Uh, terrible. Uh, he's playing absolutely dreadful. Uh, I heard Mitch Moss... Uh, on vissen say that, look, I had Pittsburgh to, to be over this year, the total. He mm-hmm. goes, but nobody's going to tell me Mitch Trubisky is not an upgrade over Pickett. And I'd, I'd play everything. him this week. I'd play Mitch this week, Mike. Yeah. I would. I don't know if I'd play him this week, but I think they're going to give this kid one more chance. Mitch is an upgrade. There's no doubt that's why they gave him the money. Bottom line is, I'm, gonna, I'm not a hater on this kid, but I think they want to legitimize their first pick. I think they pulled him last year, Mitch, like they did. Uh, before the Atlanta game with Bowles, I thought it was terrible. Bottom line is he'll be back, but Pickett—I want to see him do well, but I—I I, I would not, and I don't think you would either. Right now, Baltimore at Pittsburgh is minus I, four and a half. I can't. Uh, I, I can't. I can't take Pittsburgh, and
1: I'm afraid to because I don't like the offensive coordinator. I don't like the quarterback play. Canada. I don't like the offense. Matt Cannon has been terrible. Yeah, They're way too horrible. predictable. He's terrible. Um, I mean, like, look, history says. Take the dog, right? I mean, Mike and I talk all the time. Mike Tomlin is a division dog of more than a field goal. uh, Nine and four against the number. Uh, If you look at the the last 20 years of this rivalry, the last 15 years, I think, is of this rivalry, Mm -hmm. uh, the underdog, like, cashes almost every time against the number. It's it's crazy, but I'm afraid to play it. I do not have a play in the game.
2: No, me neither. I
1: don't. um, Like, it... I'm of just going to watch it because yeah.
2: all these people that think pick – a lot of these young quarterbacks get projected, even Justin, to be what they were pre-draft, uh, and yeah. that's not going to happen all the time right away. Maybe he'll be good, but right now – uh, He's gun shy.
1: A lot of the trends scream, take the Steelers in the points, but I'm with Mike. I can't get yeah. myself to do it no. just yet because I don't like that Pittsburgh offense I'm at all right now. I'm agreeing
2: with you. I'm
1: not yeah. just blaming the quarterback. Nope. Uh, NCAA action this weekend. We got the Red River rivalry. Great movie. Great
2: movie. Great movie. Monty John Wayne Cliff, John Wayne. Come on, man. Montgomery now. Cliff, so good. Oh. Uh, we got Oklahoma oh, and wait, Texas. Whoa, 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 What about me, Pilgrim? <laughs> That's right in your wheelhouse. Uh,
1: Oklahoma and Texas from the Cotton Bowl. Texas lay in six and a half. Sixty is the total in the game. Uh, the Sooners check in with a perfect 5-0 and straight up and against the spread record. Texas is also a perfect 5-0 and straight up, 3-2 and against the number. The Longhorns have faced the more difficult schedule to date, if you yep. want to uh, look at those types of things. Look, Texas won this game last year, 49 nothing. But let's remember, Oklahoma was without its starting quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, in this game. So, little revenge factor, maybe they've got their quarterback back. The Longhorns haven't won back-to-back games in this series, though, Mike, since 2008 and 2008. In 2009, it has been a long time. I think Texas is the better team. Nearing a touchdown, though, probably not a place I want to go laying this. If I, I, I ever do think Oklahoma had, will I better. don't,
2: thank God to my wife's skills in, in money uh, management, if I ever had to say bankruptcy and they said, well, what were the main causes? Well, you know, business transactions or, you know, I couldn't just do find a gig. or And then I bet Texas my whole life. I bet Texas. <laughs> Texas has never been that good to me. I'm terrified of these games because the defense is not existent Always has been for Oklahoma. Always. I don't care if Lincoln Riley was there, Barry Switzer. Defense. I mean, their offenses have been so good. There's no doubt. Yeah. But I think, and this Evers kid, I don't know what to make of him. Are you completely sold on this? kid?
1: Cleaners, um,
2: no, waiters, I mean, I'm I think
1: mean, I think he's played well. I mean, I wouldn't say completely sold. No. Um, I I like their offense a lot. I mean, I, I, I do. do. Too.
2: I'm not – I mean, Sar- I don't think they covered the last game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh,
1: Texas last week, I don't – Texas is 3-2 against the number I don't think they did last week. No, I, I
2: bet him <laughs> I didn't cover, go. I know. See? So there you go. Sarkeesian, and, you know, he's a guy that got another great opportunity. He's under a lot of pressure over there. I think – you know what? I I don't know. Are they a nine-win team? Probably. I mean, they're... Hopefully I mean, ten, because I have
1: over nine and a half. Okay, good. <laughs> Look, they're five I and right. They should get to ten. I mean, They've I would certainly hope They've broken my so.
2: heart more times than I can even say, Texas, yeah. over the
1: years. Period. Uh, how about Notre Dame on the road at Louisville? Uh, Notre Dame is laying six. This how
2: is many just, players on the goal line this year, this
1: week? I, I, well, hopefully they have them all. Okay. Uh, the stretch for the Irish, I'm, I'm telling you, it's something. Ohio State two weeks ago, totally emotional game, right? Comes down to the wire. At Duke last week, where they needed... Every bit of the fourth quarter to and come back had and win it. Game day down there. Yeah, that's right. Another night game on the road in the ACC this huh. weekend, and then they've got USC at home next week. I mean, it, like at some point, you wonder when does the schedule affect a group of college kids? I don't if, know. We,
2: if this was look, if when they expand the playoffs, if you know, they'll be able to get in every year if they have winning records based on who they play. How come it matters who they play in NCAA basketball? But Georgia can play. Just just cream puffs, and Notre Dame, if they get a Doesn't loss, matter.
1: Yeah. they get they screwed. Don't, don't, they don't have a conference title game.
2: I mean, right. And if Georgia played Notre Dame's schedule, I don't know how good they are. Maybe they have a loss by now.
1: I mean, Georgia. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, who are they playing compared to Notre Dame? Is there any strength of schedule that should matter? So, I mean, if, if one team plays cream puffs and goes 11-0 and Notre Dame goes 10-1, and but you look at Notre Dame's schedule. Oh, you don't th- like, I mean, come on. So,
1: like, and that's a good segue. So, Kentucky, Georgia, this weekend. All right, two undefeated SEC teams. I'm
2: a Dal. Georgia,
1: fourteen and a half, give or take about fourteen and a half points. Here's the the number and that Kentucky's they're laying. Good this year. Well, Kentucky is good. All right, mm-hmm. um, the Bulldogs have played the ninety second uh, strength of schedule. ninety second oh strength it, of schedule an embarrassment. And they're one and four against the spread, and the one cover was by the hook in the Ball State game. Okay. Uh, it, it, Georgia. You know
2: what bothers me, Carm? They probably started preparing for Kentucky two weeks ago. They, not for the teams they were playing.
1: You could be right about that. And, I don't, and I don't mean to bag on Georgia. What they are no, doing here, this, this, this run is incredible. But yes. all, all we're saying is
0: play like, somebody.
1: Play somebody, and you do wonder what it looks like when they get into a game like this where they're stepping up. To a level of competition that they haven't faced yet this yeah. year,
2: right? And there's a different quarterback, and I loved that kid last year. He was clutch, Bennett. Clutch. Yeah, they have a different ball game this year. There's not the same quarterback. Some change in personnel. I mean, like, and they're you, not playing anybody. And you bring yet. up a this good point. A- you know,
1: have they been thinking about it for a couple of weeks? And do they give no their doubt. very best now because they're playing? Like, and maybe look, could Georgia win? I could. If you told me Georgia wins twenty-eight to three, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't be. But I also don't. I don't know. I don't want to lay the price here. I'm not also taking Kentucky. I've got no action on this game. But I don't want to lay the fourteen. You know what georgia has really.
2: been doing? Time to put it in a uh, boxing terms. They've been fighting tune-up fights. Like, yeah. you know, it's like the guy that. They carry a boxer to fight some guys, and then all of a sudden they go, "Okay, now you're fighting Muhammad Ali," yeah. and he's looking up at the lights two rounds later. You know. Yep.
1: Yeah. So that's I, it. The condition
2: a bur- they're playing nobody. We'll see how
1: they look against some better competition yep. in the SEC this weekend. All right. When we come back, Jim Miller's got some ponies, and then we'll give you. Our best plays. We've been very good against the number for everybody here giving out best plays. So we got a few of those for everybody coming up as we roll you into the weekend. Don't go anywhere. It's Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple. And we're coming right back. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino.
0: This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.
1: Welcome back inside the odds, couples. We enter the home stretch on this week's episode. We are presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFelco with you each and every week. Catch up on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. And it's time for some ponies from one of the best handicappers in the country from Hawthorne Racecourse. You follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. And he joins the program now on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jim Miller.
4: Boys, it's an exciting time of year. We're one month away from the Breeders' Cup. So the final Breeders' Cup preps are taking place this week. We're one week away from Night of Champions at Hawthorne. Over 1.2 million in purses on the line for that. So. For us in racing, it's an exciting week, and we have a Bears victory to talk about too. How about it, Bears
1: victory? Right? Yeah, get uh, get some good action <laughs> at yep. the book this weekend, where you can go and watch all the games. There's racing at Hawthorne. Jim mentioned the Breeders' Cup being a month away, so this is it for the preps, and then these horses get a little bit of a break. Is that the the normal? sort of downtime that they need to be ready to go. uh, Is it the first weekend of November, Jimmy? Is that what it is? Yeah,
4: first first weekend of November, November 3rd and 4th at Santa Anita. So, yeah, we're about four weeks out. So any of those that want to get that final race that are those horses that basically race once a month are those horses that are racing this weekend. So Keeneland is back and going. Big races in California, Florida, New York, you name it. A lot of good racing across the country, and then everybody converges on Santa Anita that first weekend of November.
2: You know, I've uh, been looking at locations for uh, for, uh, the Odds Couple and, of course, Jimmy's first bar, the Breeders' Shed, somewhere in the uh, uh, Gurney area. Uh, But, uh, you know, I was thinking about the Breeders' Cup, and I said to myself, the Breeders' Shed sounds like a cool name for a bar. (laughs) But how how did you get the name of, how did that happen, the Breeders' Cup? How did that name come about, Jim?
4: So it kind of came about as a way to encapsulate everything because it's not just a single race. So it's not a derby or it's not a handicap or it's not a fake. It's kind of like the World Cup for soccer. And that's kind of where everything originated from. You're converging horses, not only from North America, but from all around the world for the biggest weekend, and it's one of those things where you're crowning divisional champions in basically every single category. So there's so much separation, so many different races that are taking place on the one weekend that they encapsulated into what they call the Breeders' Cup but it's something that it's gotten so big, guys, it's had to become a two-day event now. So that's what's really made that weekend very cool. Yeah, it's
1: like horse, uh, the, yeah. the diehards love this. The horse yeah, absolutely. players absolutely love Breeders' Cup next month. All right, so you said there's a lot of good action. Are we uh, wagering yep. on some of those? Are we sticking with the hometown track? Where are we going this weekend, Jimmy?
4: No, we're looking at some Breeders' Cup preps this weekend. We had two winners in a second last week, so let's keep it rolling. All three of these races are a keen They're all preps for the Breeders' Cup. Gonna start in race number six at Keeneland. This is five furlongs on the turf. We're gonna bet the eight horse our shot across the board, horse that has a lot of early speed. Then race eight, this is the first lady getting ready for the Breeders' Cup Distaff. We're going to bet the three in Italian across the board. Mm. She's one of the top mares in North America. And then race ten is the turf mile. We're betting the five up to the mark across the board. This is a horse that's been in the best form of its career and maybe peaking at the right time.
2: Italian mare. I mean, come on. She's she's a top three along with Monica Bellucci and who else? Seriously, (laughs) when we're talking about mares.
1: (laughs) We got to bet that horse without a doubt. Oh, are you
2: kidding me, Carm?
1: Uh, We're at the window. Three at Keeneland, four Saturday, everybody. The sixth race, the eight horse across the board. The eighth race, the three horse across the board, and then the tenth race, the five horse across the board. And uh, the book is open all weekend for uh, football viewing, right, Jimmy?
4: Yeah, and it's awesome because Saturday and Sunday the book opens early. People can place their wagers early. Stick around, watch the games, place live action as well, and then watch horse racing and wager on that too. So it's kind of a perfect combination.
1: Sounds good, Jimmy. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday.
4: You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy, There's
2: our guy yeah.
1: Jim Miller, over at
2: Hawthorne. By the way, Carm, I, I apologize to my partner, Mister Carmen DeFalco. I had him at one and one, but he had first half last week. I thought it was first quarter. No, yeah, Minus first half. Seven.
1: Yep, two and zero. I'm trying to
2: correct it. Believe me, I'm trying to correct this. Two and zero for my guy. I was zero one and one. Thank God for the Raiders pushing. Uh, I the Carolina uh, the quarterback for the Raiders. If Aiden you O'Connell. don't know, look. Yeah. If you don't know what a zone defense is in the end zone, <laughs> then don't throw a flag pattern. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean O'Connell. It was bad. Get rid of the haircut. You poke your quarterback like a nineteen sixty bust out, and that was unbelievable. Carmen, and I got screwed in that, yeah. big time in that. But we're not bitter. Nineteen nine. And two late. I mean, come
1: on, ninety-nine
2: and two. Oh, so right, far, right, you know, I on. dragged the franchise down zero, one, and one. If that's a bad week for me, I'll take it. But Absolutely. What's funny, Carm, is in the media pool we're in, we both had Oakland uh, at five and a half. Yeah. With my book, I had it at plus seven. There you go. Yep.
1: And yeah, well, you had the more up-to-date line, probably. Yeah, once yeah. the Jimmy G news had happened, that's why I was not. Nice. Yeah. Oh, there's no so doubt when
2: you look. First of all, he's fun. He's fun to look at. There's no question. You know, I heard. Yes, I heard that thing god that uh what's her name taylor swift yes is at the games for women to now turn on football yes let's Let's re- disregard the 84 million female fans that have already watched football. Okay. My wife was calling. My wife's been watching since 84. Thank God Taylor Swift was in the booth. Well, she's I'm bringing still trying a younger to figure crowd. out what kind of hit she's got.
1: She's bring, Oh, she's got lots of hits. Oh, come she's on. She's bringing in the young crowd now. Like, that's she is. So uh,
2: yeah. They're all, they're all the uh, one girl I heard the one girl said in the box, honest to God, is that a home run you, after a touchdown? Uh, you, Seriously. You want to get
1: the, 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 the ladies. Uh, uh, just they put, only want to G- I mean, put the radar on. I mean, Did crazy. they show her enough for you? Oh, my God. It was like <laughs> I think it was 17 cutaways. It was like, holy cow. I
2: mean, my God. Come on now.
1: All right. Where are we wagering this weekend? 19 nine and 2 in the best plays, ladies oh and gentlemen. God. Where are we wagering this weekend, Mike?
2: You know, I want to know. I know Will, uh, the kid looked good, Zach Wilson. I feel for him, and he played much, much better football. But he was still mediocre mm-hmm. if you compare him to the other quarterbacks yeah. in the league last week, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Denver Broncos at minus two and a half. I mean, I, I know this. Sean Payton can coach. We saw that in the second half. He out-coached Heberflues. We don't have to go back in history. We're on a one-game winning streak. Don't get it. Get out of our way. Um, I'm going to take the Denver Broncos at Denver, minus 2.5. I just think uh, the New York Jets are going to go back to the roadways. I think that uh, Zach Wilson did have a good game. I think he surprised a lot of people, but he wasn't uh, Joe Montana. So no. I got Denver.
1: I'm with you. I'm not sure he can start stringing these together. He's no. going to have to prove it to me. Uh, I know you Like Justin
2: of, did. Like, yeah, I said, if Justin does it, it in Washington, I said, I'm going to start getting perked up a little bit. That's yeah. two weeks in a row he had something good happen.
1: Yeah, I know you got this whole, like, Hackett revenge thing, but I don't know. I'm with you. I think yeah. Peyton and that offense, look, Denver's offense has been pretty good. So, yep. in mile high, I'm with you. Uh, all right, big-time matchup out in L.A. Rams hosting the Eagles, and it's the Eagles laying four. We're going to lay it. With the road nice. favorite here. Matthew Stafford has an injury that cannot be overlooked at this point. He said that his leg was quote unquote locking up on him. Well he's, like, uh, he's like me. Uh, like Ryan, me I'm walking right. the dog. My leg locks up on him. My man. leg locked up this morning. I don't have to play quarterback. I don't have to get to, I don't have to avoid <laughs> Jalen Carter That's and right. Fletcher Cox and Nicholas Morrow and all and all the rest of them. Uh I think the Eagles are gonna go on the road and do just fine. They'll probably yep. have the home field advantage out there anyway. Look, the Rams have a bottom-five schedule-adjusted defense at this point. They're 24th in defensive DVOA, so uh, I think that Eagles' O line holds up. I think they score some points. I like Philly minus the four in that game.
2: Yeah, and I got to lean in. Let me just remind everybody that the bonus pick is on fire, ladies and gentlemen. We do well, 147 today with, of course, Carmen and all. They'll be out. Where are you at today, Carmen? We
1: are uh, Cal City. We're Buffalo Wild Wings Cal City today.
2: podcast yeah. will be up uh, with our good friend Chris Black taking care of everything, so you'll know where to go tonight, today to see the guys i lean arizona getting three i know well, they've I mean, been it, good to me but yeah. but i joe burrow's hurt this yes. would never be the line if he wasn't pretend he's healthy pretend that the wide receiver really is open like he says higgins all the time, all which the time. he
1: isn't. no Carter, I, say, I think i think uh i think uh, jamar chase said that yeah he? whatever
2: yeah. yeah i'm sorry jamar chase but yeah. one open. probably thinks they're open it, he's, you got a hurt quarterback. What do you want? What's the alternative? I think Joe Burrow's gotten it up. I think they only be getting three. What would the line? I think the line would have been four and a half, five to start with with Cincinnati. With a healthy Joe Burrow, yeah. maybe six. I'm going to go with Arizona. They got a good club. They're I mean, scrappy, a too. Yeah. I, mean, like, even I like when you
1: use scrappy. They're scrappy. They play hard. Like Even in the third quarter, they were within five of San Francisco. You know, San Francisco stretched its legs a little bit. I get it. But, like... I don't know. There's just that they've covered three of the four games. Arizona. There's something scrappy and feisty about them. You know so. what I
2: love? That you go back to the '60s with the nicknames. I, I played with a guy, scrappy. Uh, you yeah, know, there was a guy named Whitey. You know what? <laughs> of course, I course, mean? yes. Scrappy, but it's you're right.
1: Tiny, slim. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. They are scrappy, Carm, and that, uh, they are. And but the line tells you the story about Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. He, he looks, it, it looks bad. Just, yeah. uh, I'll give one more. I'll give a total I love here. one more. Let's do it. Let's go to uh, a divisional showdown in Indy, the Titans and the Colts. Uh, this is a, a rivalry recently that's been dominated by the Titans, winning six of seven. Uh, But we've seen a few shootouts in this game. Average total in the last 10 meetings of 48. Three of the four Colts games have gone over the total this season. Uh, He's been inconsistent, but there's been some flashy things from Anthony Richardson. We've seen chunk plays. We've seen how creative Shane uh, Shane Steichen is Mm -hmm. with some of the things they do when they're down in the red zone. I expect some points in this game. I think they'll go back and forth a little bit. So we'll play over 43 in Titans and Colts from India this weekend. So there we go.
2: That's uh, we don't overdo the board,
1: folks. No, No, t- no. Nope. Take a couple best plays and run with it. That's so, it. Uh, thanks to Chris Bleck for producing the show today. Thanks, em. as always, to Eric Ostrowski and, of course, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Hope everyone has a wonderful uh, weekend. Enjoy the more autumnal weather. If you like it, enjoy football, most importantly, all weekend long. And, Mikey, we'll be back again with everybody next weekend.
0: So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeBalgo and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000.